so you can see and same on Facebook VWO Denton Texas I'm always trying to post what we're going to preach or what's going on with the services and it's a good way to know what's going on um, so please follow that and if, if you're on that I'm not saying you need to get on it for that if you do use that then um, follow it so you can know what's going on we're trying to announce things and uh, you can tag people on that and share that with other people so they can find out about it as well. And I posted today something that Paul Platt sent me about Hobby Lobby. It might have been yesterday, actually. Um, that, you know, you saw everything they're doing. And what a tremendous blessing to hear that he is seeing people in his work say, getting saved. How many companies say that? Amen. Getting saved. And 15 managers. Amen. They're doing something right. And we got to support them. I know a lot of us do anyways, but we got to support them, pray for them, because he's, he's come up against a lot of flack for a lot of things, and he has stood his ground. And I love what his son said. You know, he, not everybody's called to preach, but he's called to send. And uh, we need senders in here too, amen? You may not be called to preach, but you can finance the gospel. You can be a giver. There might be someone in here that God can make into Hobby Lobby, something like that, become a billionaire, and God would use you to send the finances around the world. But he, he did something. Uh, he put an ad in there if you didn't see the, the post. And uh, it's really awesome. Very clear about nails and the cross and the crown of thorns. And uh, he pays hundreds of thousands of dollars for that ad. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it's very clear on there. It says, if you want to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior... I love that it's not just God. I mean, it's very clear in gospel. If you want to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and it gives websites and ways to find out how they can be saved, and what that's an amazing thing. Is, is With all the garbage that's going on in the world today, thank God for some awesome companies like that that are, that are doing it right. Amen? Co- companies like Chick-fil-A, too, that don't open on Sundays. And if you'll make a decision, I kind of want to use that as a lead-in tonight as we talk about holiness, because those guys made a decision to be different okay when we begin to talk about holiness it's been a too long since i've preached on holiness this exact word and this is not something that is preached in churches today it's not a popular subject although it's mentioned over 600 times in the bible okay the word holy and i want to get into this but as we look at second timothy in just a second i want you to think about that god calls believers to be different he calls believers to be separate he calls us to not be of the world anymore, amen? And we've got to understand that our, our walk and our talk and our actions has got to be different than the walk and the talk and the actions of the world, amen? And like Brian said, we need, the church needs a revelation of what holiness is. And it's not what holiness is not what a lot of people think where you're um, wearing a certain clothes or not wearing makeup or or there's people that believe that it's the exterior. Now, there's a lot to that. We need to be modest. We need to not draw things to ourselves. But that's not what holiness is. That's what a lot of people think the definition of holiness is. And that's not what the Bible is calling holiness. So I want to start off in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. I've got to get that open myself. And I want to show you something. I'm I'm definitely not going to get through this tonight. And I want to go slow. Please take notes. Please write things down. Um, Please pay attention to this because it's kind of coming off of Sunday night where I was talking about spiritual warfare. I gave an example of how, how serious we need to take the gospel and how serious we need to take our walk with the Lord. And and I really, really am feeling impressed in my spirit about this almost to, um, a way of, of, 
not even knowing how to get it out because here we are again in a new year and you know we were really heavily talking last year about how quickly Jesus can come back and how quickly the rapture can happen and how all the things in the world were going on and 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 obviously some time has passed and here we are still but how many are seeing things going on in the world again there's stuff that's going on that's crazy we had the bombing yesterday and uh, ISIS comes out today and says we're going to attack Europe the whole continent they're just going to attack Europe. I mean, we're, we're seeing crazy things, perilous times. We're seeing lots of persecution. And at the same time, it seems to me that the world is seeing all this. It seems like the church, and remember whenever I mention the church, I'm just talking generally across the world. The church seems to be bored. The church seems to be busy about doing other things. The church seems to be being, as we talked last few months, enticed pulled away to do other things and I think that we as a church this church we can only take care of ourselves we need to get focused back focused again if you've allowed something to pull you away if you've allowed sin to come into your life if you've allowed things to happen you need to get right again you need to get serious again you need to get back in back in line again because these are serious times amen and God is calling us to be separate and to be different so I want to read second Timothy chapter 2 verse 19 it says nevertheless the solid foundation of God stands having this seal the Lord knows those who are his and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from in, from iniquity listen to that let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity if you say, I am a believer, if you say, I believe in Jesus, I am a Christian, you need to depart from sin. Okay, it's a, it's a mandate, it's not a question. If you name the name of Christ, depart from iniquity. Verse 20, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for for dishonor we're going to go on in a second I want you to listen to this carefully very carefully tonight I'm going to break some things down I might be doing this the next few Wednesdays unless the Lord changes the direction I want you to really pay attention to this I want you to see a statement that was just made in that verse in the church in the church okay people who claim to be Christians in the church there are people who are vessels of wood and hay and there are people who are vessels of gold and silver God does not choose that we do those who are wood and hay are those who would profess to be saved profess to be Christians perfect laying didn't talk to Brian didn't know what I was going to preach perfect lay in what lead in of what he was saying about having a revelation how people say they say say they're christian or say they believe in god but don't have a revelation of who he is their lifestyle lines up zero with the bible and they just say they're christians and in the church all around the world here and god forbid but everywhere else too in the world there's people in the church who are wood and hay that's a fact that's what this verse is saying okay it means that in the house, here's a picture, when fire comes, there are things that are going to last and there's things that are going to burn up. Okay? There's things that are solid and strong 
and, and they're going to they're stand the test of time, and there's other things that are not going to stand up. And so the, and the Bible talks somewhere else in the Bible in Corinthians about how when we are tested by fire, what we've done for the Lord will go through that fire, and though, only that which is gold, silver, and precious stones will last. Okay? And so in the church, we have people today, and in and, and God, they're still a vessel, and they're still even being used. They'll be used. God can use anything, amen? But the bottom line is, they probably will not be right or ready when Jesus Christ comes back. They probably will not be in good standing with God with their lifestyle when they breathe their last breath. How many are with me? It's a fact. That's why it says a call to holiness. That is my job. That is my call is to call you as a body back to holiness. To get on track with God and understand this is serious business. Amen? Come on, smile at me. It's serious business. How many believe that tonight? We serve a serious God. And these things, you know, I thought tonight, I, I, I kinda, I've told you before, it doesn't mean everything, but I gauge a lot of times a service on what goes on in that prayer room. What it feels like if there's people praying, if there's people contending, if there's people on their knees, if there's people staying in there, if we're more com com concerned about the conversation out here in the sanctuary and not praying and not preparing for a service, and that's just an example of our walks as well. If that's not happening, that mean, that's a barometer sometimes of where we're at in our walk. I'll, I'll say it until you get tired of it. I'll say it until you get bored of it. I'll say it until you get mad at me. doesn't matter. We have to pray. We have to pray. We've got to take this thing serious. This is serious business. And watch this. As I get real, real with you tonight, I wonder how our prayer would have been tonight if our church or our airport or somewhere around us would have been bombed yesterday. But we're over here in the United States and nothing's happening. But sometimes we got to, why don't we get to where we pray earnestly without something happening why do we have to have something happen you know our nation's going to see that happen one day we're going to see it and we're going to fall on our knees and we're going to cry just like 9 11 we're going to run to the temples we're going to run to the churches we're going to run to god and they're going to be filled for a few weeks every time a tragedy happens why don't we be a people who are called to holiness without something bad happening because we realize we serve a god who's holy and a god who's living and a god who is serious about the kingdom and his business amen why don't we do that why don't we do that that's what God's asking us to do because we need to be vessels who are gold and silver. Finish this verse with me, 21. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself, say myself. Say that doesn't say if anybody cleanses the person around them. If anybody cleanses themselves from the ladder, what's the ladder? Being wood and clay. He says, don't be wood and clay. Get that out. Get, don't be that person. If you cleanse yourself from the ladder, he says, watch this, he will be a vessel for what? Honor. Sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Father, for the next few minutes on this Wednesday night, our minds are rested. Our thoughts are on you. Your spirit is here, Father God, and we need you to speak to us as a church and as a people, Father, 
And Lord God, if we're in a place where our lives are not lined up with you, then this will be a message that will align us like a car, Father. If we are in alignment with you, God, then this will be a message of confirmation, Father. But Lord, allow this word just to bring health and fruit to our church and to our people, Father, and to our personal walks tonight. And devil, you are defeated by the blood of Jesus tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So I've spent a lot of time just on these couple verses here because I really want you to grasp this. I really want you to understand that God has called us to be holy. God has called us to be separate. God has called us to be different, okay? And if you want to get an understanding I've, I've over the years always tried, like when we talk about a word holiness or something, I say, Lord, help me get, give them an example. Help me try to find the best way to explain what is holiness. What does this mean? What, what, how can I really get them to understand? And the reason I say that is because the virtue of holiness that is in God, we can't understand it. Do you realize that? It's hard for us to grasp really what holiness is because it's we're going to read a verse in a second that says be holy as i'm holy we don't grasp that because we know we can't be holy like god so our mind just automatically just puts us in the wrong side of the fence automatically because we just i can't be i can't be holy like god is holy because god doesn't even god listen god was holy before some adam and eve ever sinned so it's not that that he, he's not affected by sin in, in the aspect that we are He's not tainted by it. He was holy before sin even happened. And he's, he'll always be holy. But when the Bible says be holy like he's holy, it, it, it's at the simplest way for me to explain to you and give you an easy word is this. And you'll see it throughout the Bible. And I was really looking for this and really praying. And it's going to be just one, one simple word. And I've said it several times already. But I really want you to, if you're like, holiness, oh, I don't get it. Separation. That's what it means separation be separate from the world okay it's not a physical separation where we we go out and like the amish and live in a in a, in a farm and and we don't talk to people and we don't have electricity and we don't live in a real world that's not what it's talking about it means in your walk and in your talk and in your actions you're different you're separate you're not of this world and how many would agree with me tonight that I'm telling the truth that today it is very difficult to know who is Christian and who is the world in the church. That should not be the case. It's very difficult. And everybody says they're a Christian. It's really hard to lead people to Jesus nowadays because everybody already knows him. Everybody's heard his name. Everybody says they're a Christian. Oh yeah, I believe. But we know that that's not the case. God said, yeah, so do the demons. They believe too. Here's the thing the demons do that Christians don't. Tremble at his word. The Bible says the demons believe and tremble at his word. We need to tremble at the word of God. We need to understand this is real business. Amen? We need to understand that when, I'm not, when I say I am a believer, I have to live up to that in my actions. Okay? In my actions. Now, let's, 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 let's know, you don't have to go there for time. How many want to be useful vessels? 
I don't want to be just a vessel. I want to be a useful vessel. And the Bible tells me there that I need to be separate and cleanse myself to be a vessel of honor, to be sanctified and to be useful for the master. So if you want to be useful, I'm talking to you tonight. If you want to go through this life and just give up some things or just, just, just kind of go through the motions and really not do anything for God, that's your choice. That's not what I want to do. I want to be useful. Now write this down for time. Don't go there. Write this down for time. It's a short verse, but I want you to listen to it. Isaiah 6.3 says this. Isaiah 6.3. And one called to another. I'm going to explain to you how important holiness is. And said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The earth, whole earth is full of his glory. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Listen to this. In the Bible, let's, let's get an explanation of what that means. Why did he say holy three times? Whenever there's something said twice, twice, it has an emphasis really strong on what it's trying to say. Here's an example. Truly, truly, Jesus would say. Verily, verily, Jesus would say. Whenever he would say something twice, he would be getting the attention, extra attention, like we would say, really pay attention, really listen. This is, listen, listen closely, we would say. He's saying verily, verily. He's saying truly, truly. So whenever something was mentioned of importance twice, that was, that was off the charts. When it's mentioned three times, it's the ultimate definition. God is three times holy, holy, holy. It's the only attribute, listen, in the Bible that's mentioned three times. The only one. Must be important. Three times. Holy, holy, holy. It's not just in Isaiah. It's in Revelation. It's all over the Bible. Now listen to this. The Hebrew word for that, for holy, I'll probably butcher it, but it's kadosh. Doesn't matter if I say it right. But the Hebrew word means this sacred and set apart so when you take the word separated separate it means we're set apart from the world okay i am not of this world we hear the verse said now let's go to first peter chapter one. First peter chapter one i'm going to give you a few more verses tonight first peter chapter one i mean amen when you get there How many are understanding from what I've said so far being holy is important? Holiness is important. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. 1 Peter chapter 1. Verse 13. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. I'm going to read that again. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. This is important, again, that we listen to that word Brian mentioned at prayer, revelation. We need a revelation of how holy God is. We need a revelation of how serious God is about his son. 
We, we need that. We need to understand that this is not a game, that this is not a joke, and that God takes my life very serious, and that he's given us two options in life. He's given us life and death. And he tells us, you choose. That's, don't ever forget, tonight, as you sit there, uh, bored or excited, whatever you are, you have that choice. If you're bored, it's because you choose to be bored. If you're excited, it's because you choose to be excited. If you're pricked in your spirits because you choose to be that way, if you're thinking about what you're going to eat after, it's because you choose to do that. If you're asleep, it's because you choose to be asleep. If, it, if, you're, if you're angry, it's, you choose that. It's a choice. He says, choose life. Here's death. Here's life. Choose. That's what he says. He says, you choose. He says, if you want to serve me, I need you to be holy. I need you to be set apart. Because anybody can do what they want to do right anybody can do what they want to do because listen uh, you you know my heart when i say this we have a, some understanding today somehow some way we just have this understanding because of the way not because it's true because of the way the churches are preaching today and all the people on tv and all the different things is that we just have this understanding that we just got to say a prayer that's it we just got to say a prayer we just say jesus i believe and bam Ticket to heaven. We're there. And we leave out somehow the fact that we actually have to walk out our salvation. How many understand that? If that was the case, the Bible wouldn't even need to be written. It would just tell the story, say, say the prayer, you're done, boom, bam, all everybody's going to heaven. But no, we have to choose every day to live for God. We have to choose every day to say, I'm going to be different and separate and set apart from this world. Now, when you listen to that part, gird up the loins, I know that kills us. And, and you have to go to some way out there translations to get anything different. But it's because back in the day, they wore robes. And it's just real simple. It's really not that hard. It means that when they were trying to get someplace quickly or they were trying to get someplace without falling, they would grab their, their robe, pull it up, and they would tie it so that they could move quickly and also so it would not get dirty. We need to gird up the loins of our mind. We need to gird up the loins of our actions, meaning we need to, to pull our clothes up and our lives physically speaking, spiritually speaking, and not touch the things of the world. Stay clean from the things of the world. And remember that if we play games with the things of the world, the world's not playing games with us. Amen. There are things that the devil's going to play out and put in front of you that don't seem that bad. I talked about that Sunday. It's going to entice you. It's going to tell you it's not that big of a deal. You can repent. Don't worry. But listen, church, you don't know what that one thing's going to do to you at one point, and it might be the last time you ever do it. It might be the last breath you ever do it. You cannot be living in a life of sin, and then uh, when, as you die and breathe your last breath, be like, oh, God, please forgive me. I knew it was wrong, but... That's not the life God called us to live. How many are still here? Read on with me, verse 14. Actually, let's read that again, 13. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober. How many know what that means? Be sober. It means don't be drunk. Some of you might say, I've never drank a drink of alcohol in my life. Good. Don't drink of the world. That's what it means. Don't be sober. It means be vigilant. It means be watchful. Don't be 
consumed by the spirits and the things of the world. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Watch this. As obedient children. Not conforming your... Watch this. I'm, this is going to get real clear here. Not conforming yourselves to the what? To the former lust. To the way you used to be. This sounds to me like God is expecting us to do something here. Yes, I have to believe. Yes, I put my faith in Jesus Christ. Don't, let's, let's go over it again just in case anybody's new here in the Lord. We are not teaching that you do something good to be saved. You can't do anything to be saved. You can't. It's by grace we're saved that no one should boast, just in case anybody's not sure about that. You, all you have to do to be saved is to say that prayer and believe it in your heart, accept Jesus Christ in and believe what he did on the cross, and you're saved. But then you have to stay saved. The, gospel, the doctrine of eternal security is not biblical. That you are just automatically going to heaven no matter what you do. It's not biblical. People will tell you all, there's, 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 there's denominations and there's people that preach that. It's not biblical. There's way too many verses like this that tell you you have got to guard your walk. You have got to live a life that is, now listen, if you are living the life that God asked you to live, you are secure. See the difference? I can be secure in my eternity as I obey God. If I'm doing what the Lord tells me to do, I don't, God's not a God who's up there looking how and when he can catch me off guard and saying, oh, I'll try, I, hope that, that I see that this week they're going to you know, make, make a mistake. Let me, let me come back for the, for the church then. That's not what God's wanting to do. That's not God's intention. That's not God's heart. But for you to believe that you just accept Christ and you're just going to heaven no matter what you do, that's a mockery of the blood of Jesus. That's not biblical. Because he's telling us to be obedient. He's telling us to not conform to our former lust as in your ignorance. Read on with me. And it closes in 14. It says, but... As he who called you is what? You also be holy in what? In your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. I, I know most of you probably don't need this, but here's the definition of conduct. Here's what God is saying. I'm holy. I need you to be in this way, in the way you act, in your conduct. I need you to be holy and it means the manner this is i know you just you know this but the manner in which we behave how many know, how many can hear what i'm reading and see that the, god is asking us something he's saying i saved you but i need you to behave like i've saved you i need you to behave in a way that is different another word is performance or demeanor so he says be holy as i am holy in your conduct be like me how many know that is what god has called us to be god has called us to be like jesus 
And that is what we're supposed to do every day of our lives is we're supposed to wake up, spend time with him as we talked about Sunday, and we're supposed to get to a place where we say, Lord, in the way I talk today, and in the way I act today, and the way I think today, and the way I do everything I do, let it be like you. That's conduct, and it's holy, and that's our responsibility. Okay? How many are with me? Now let's go to the book of Hebrews chapter 12. I'm going to give you a really, really strong verse. Because this ain't popular in the church today. But how many want to read what God wants us to read, not what's popular? Amen. amen. Hebrews 12. Give me an amen when you get there. Verse 14. Watch this. This is one of the verses that got me when I got saved. It got me. It grabbed me. I've never forgot it. 12:14. Who's got a new King James? Read that out, Paul, real loud. Hmm. Pursue peace with everyone and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Pretty strong, pretty straightforward, pretty easy to understand. And, and the reason I asked him to read out of the New King James, that's what I read out of, but I have it in a, in a different uh, one just for one word. It says strive. It's another word for pursue, strive. And here's what the word strive means. To devote serious effort or energy. Strive. Again, does it sound to you like that's something God's asking us to do? To strive? To, to, to devote ourselves? To make a decision? I'm telling you, I, I can't say it enough. This, this excuse, I'm just so weak, is not going to fly with God. Please understand that. I'm not saying that mean. It's not going to fly. I just, I'm just so weak. He didn't say, if you're weak, don't worry about it, but strive for holiness if you can. He didn't say that. He said, I'm holy, and I expect you to be holy. I expect you to. And again, church, we have, we have a, 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 a tainted gospel being preached today and the reason it affects us is because it's everywhere and we hear it and we see things and we see examples of other people who say they're christians and we go well okay well they say they're christians and then we see thousands and thousands and thousands of people going to a place and we think they've got to be right Twenty thousand people ten thousand five thousand going to one place they've got to they've got to be preaching the right gospel yet they ignore when timothy says in the last days, people will have itching ears. And they will go for a sugar-coated gospel that fits what they want. And, and listen, church, I've said it before. People can go to a church, and, and if they can be sitting there, and they'll be like, nah, I don't like the way, nah, I don't like this preaching because I, I can't do what I want to do if I'm hearing this. Let me go someplace else. And you can find a church that's not going to preach against your lifestyle. Yet God's word does not change. And they're playing games with their eternity amen i don't know about you but i want the truth 
the whole truth and nothing but the truth. I want it. I want the truth to be told to me. I don't want to wash down gospel. I don't want to, I don't want to wishy-wash. I want the truth. And, and, and you got to realize Jesus pulled no punches. Jesus was real straightforward with the word. He was real straightforward. And, and, and the things that people quote from him are out of context. Yes, he's a God of love. But the Bible says he is a fire, a consuming fire too. And, you, and listen, the, that word revelation again, you have got to have a revelation of hell before you understand how amazing heaven is going to be. We don't have an understanding enough of how real God is and how serious we need to take our walk because we haven't had anything real bad happen to us yet. And God forbid it has to happen. But you, I had a revelation of hell when I got saved. I had it. I know that night, and I've told you before, God said, if you don't go today, he didn't say if you don't change sometime soon. If you don't go today, that's where you're going to spend eternity. I had a revelation. And then as I got saved and ran to the altar that night, began to learn about the word of God, one of the very first verses I learned was this, pursue peace with everyone and holiness with, without such which no one say no one will see the lord think about that he's saying pursue it meaning that's something we have to do pursue holiness amen devote serious effort or energy here's another word to struggle in opposition we're struggling in opposition the flesh is strong the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak and we're always justifying i i another revelation i had was when god revealed to me stop saying you can't control yourself stop saying that you're just so weak because one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control and everything you do you can say no Two. Come on, clap or say, woe is me. Amen? It's the truth. You have a choice to say no. You have a choice to say, this is not godly. This is not going to please the Lord. This is going to put my walk with God in jeopardy. This is putting me in a dangerous situation that I might get on a slippery slope that I can't come back from. Church, there are people today by the millions if you believe the Bible, burning in hell, who wish they could come back and sit in a church service and take serious the words of God, but they didn't take it serious enough, and maybe they had a preacher who wasn't telling them the truth, and that's their problem too, and they've got a different place in hell for not preaching the truth. But they didn't hear the truth, they didn't test it out for themselves, they didn't believe it for themselves, and they thought all they had to do was just say a popcorn prayer, and that's all they had to do, and they just didn't want to you know, look at Hebrews or, or Thessalonians or any of those things. I'm just going to go find the verses that fit my walk in my life so that I can feel good but split hell wide open. I don't want to split hell wide open. I want to go to heaven. I want to be with Jesus. So if I want to be with Jesus, I got to do what Jesus says. Amen. 
I'm going to close with this. I'm not even getting started, but let's go to Revelations. Or Revelation. I'm just going to take a couple more minutes here. Revelation, chapter 21. And as you're getting there, listen to this. No unholy thing will enter heaven. No unholy thing will enter heaven. How many believe that? No unholy thing will enter heaven. No one without holiness will ever see God. Give me an amen if you're there. Nothing, verse 27, Revelation 21, nothing unclean will ever enter it. Nothing unclean will ever enter it. So I stop there for a second. You say, how, man, I, 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 I sin every day. How, how can I get into heaven? I've been telling you for a long time, Revelation 21, 27. No? Okay, let me look at it in a second. I might have typoed it. I've been telling you for a long time, you have to be understanding and serious about this and realize that you cannot um, live habitually in sin, unconfessed sin, or habitual sin, knowing it's wrong over and over again, and expect to go to heaven. I know that's not a popular statement, but it's the truth. God is looking at our hearts. But if my heart knows, listen, let me, let me tell you another statement. Every time you come to church, and every time you hear a word, and every time you read the Bible, you are becoming more and more accountable to God. Because you're learning more. That's not saying that to scare you to stop. It's saying that to scare you to be more serious. Because you're going to be held accountable for what you're learning and what you're hearing. Every word you learn, now you've got to give an account for that to God can't say oh, I didn't know I didn't know I didn't know I mean no there's a lot of stuff that we try to get away with on this earth that's not going to fly with the holy God it's like it wouldn't fly with the real judge amen you can't kid the kidder and we have to understand that what this really comes down to and I'll look at that verse later okay did anybody find it by chance okay well I'll have to look and that's what I have on my notes but here huh so what's the problem there? I mean, I have it on. Hold on a second. I just read a different. Nothing unclean will ever enter it. That's all I've read so far. Then I stopped. Twenty. It actually said there by shall no means enter it anything that defiles. It's a different translation. Okay, so nothing unclean is going to enter it. Nothing that defiles is going to enter it. I, 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 and listen, if you're sitting there going, oh, you know, in a little certain way, like feeling kind of sober, good. That's what the Bible's supposed to do. It's supposed to sober you up. It's supposed to get you to realize this is serious. God is serious about sin. He hates it. He can't have it in his presence. And we're not talking about a, the mistake we make. I'm telling you tonight about knowing what's right and not doing it. Amen. That's what God is talking about. Holiness is striving every day 
to be separate from the world. How many are getting that? It's striving. If you at the end of the day, honest before God and your heart is pure, did everything you could and made a mistake, he sees that and knows that. But are you striving for it? And I've talked about this before too. The difference is where we're looking for what we can get away with. If you're getting that way, if you examine yourself, you know that's why we do communion, that's why you pray, that's, it says examine yourself. You're supposed to look inward and you're supposed to check yourself and see if there's any motives that are happening or any impure things are coming in. And if you begin to see yourself going off that direction, you need to slap yourself in the mirror and say get back right with God you're messing around too much you're justifying your sin too much you're in some trouble do it to yourself tell yourself stop messing around this is serious if you keep doing that and keep justifying it one thing's going to lead to another <coughs> people don't back somebody heard the song it's a slow fade people don't backslide overnight People don't leave God from one day to the next. It's a slow fade. It's slowly, day by day, not dealing with the Holy Spirit and his what? Conviction. Not his condemnation, his conviction. Let's finish this verse. There shall by no means enter it, heaven, anything that defiles or causes an abomination, or a what? Remember what I started off Sunday night with? A lie. But only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Now that presents a problem. We think, how can I be holy? How can I enter heaven if I'm a sinner? Well, that's why we have other verses. I'm going to end with this. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, For our sake, for our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin. He made him to be sin who knew no sin. Musicians, you can begin to come tonight. For our sake, he made him, God, to be sin who knew no sin. This is again where we need a revelation of understanding how amazing it is that a holy, perfect God would step out of heaven and become sin for us. Amen? Imagine that. Just imagine that. God himself stepping out of heaven into a pigsty full of mud and dirt, grime and sin and, and, and getting in there, getting dirty, so he could know sin. Because I've told you this before. God doesn't even know. He didn't until he got here. That was one of the things that really got me. Was when I began to realize that Jesus did not even really know what he was getting into. Think about that. He's God. But he had never been in a human body. He created us. But he had never been in one. Are you following me on that? He's, he's omniscient. He's all knowing. We understand that. But he'd never been in there. And we see his humanity when he's in the garden from Sunday night and says, God, Father, can we do this different? Because this is not feeling like we planned it. Like we talked about it, but the feeling that I got right now, you're up there and I'm here. You're, you know, you're part of the Trinity. I'm down here. And Holy Spirit, 
this is not like you're probably thinking let's switch places real quick let me go back up there you come down here holy spirit you come in you get in the body let's i don't like the way this feels we talked about it but i just didn't quite grasp how horrible this was because i'm starting to feel all this sin of the world on me and i don't like it can we change this and blood sweat like blood was coming from his head how can we even explain that serious and thank God he pursued he pursued holiness he said father not my will not what this flesh wants to do not what this body wants to do but what you want to do that's what we need to do every day we need to have a revelation of what Jesus went through and we need to say Lord I can say no to this sin my body wants to do it my flesh wants to do it my mind wants to do it but I'm gonna say no because not my will, but your will be done. Amen? Because it's, it's a serious business. He says, He was made sin who knew no sin, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. So we're holy tonight because of what He did on the cross. Okay? We're holy because of what he did on the cross. And when you have the right heart and right attitude about that, that's salvation. It's when we begin to try to abuse that. It's when we begin to try to, as we talked before, to use that grace card as a license to sin. That's where you get in trouble. Remember this tonight. I've been teaching you for years. Grace is for when we fall, not so we can fall. Right? I don't, I don't say, you know what, I, I, I want to sin. I, my, body, my flesh is weak. I just want to go do this bad thing. And I know that I can just show the grace card and I'll be all right. No, it's for when you make a mistake and you feel bad about it and you say, Lord, I'm so sorry. And he says, my grace is sufficient for you. I know you didn't want to do that. I know, I know you made a mistake. Come here. Let's get this right. Confessing your sin. First John, if you, he who's, who confesses his sin... He says he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And what? Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. We're, gonna, we're going into this weekend of Easter. We're talking about his resurrection. And we're talking about our salvation. And we need a fresh revelation of the call to holiness. Because that's who's going to be in heaven. Those who take this walk serious.